Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today, we're talking about seven income streams to increase your recurring revenues. So this is a super popular topic. Every time I talk about whether it's adding on more opportunities to make more money, increasing your revenue, uh, increasing your income streams or recurring revenues. So things like memberships, things like subscriptions, you guys, you right now listening are all into this topic. So I thought what better way than to combine all of the things that we talk about in bits and pieces and bring them all together in today's topic. So there are many different ways that you can create income streams in your life, right? Your business being a tremendous opportunity for you to do that. But when it comes to ways to create income, A lot of times what I hear, especially in the online space, so it's going to depend on your background and your niche. There's a lot of um, churn and burn, right? Like uh, pump and dump, um, the roller coaster, like up and down. It is very similar to the launch model, which I mean, don't get me wrong. I love launches. I think they can be done in a really aligned, congruent way. But at the same time, it can leave you with feeling like, is that the only way that I can make money? And I'm here to tell you, no, no, not at all, right? So today we're talking about seven different ways that you can actually generate income that will allow you to do so on a consistent recurring revenue basis, which is kind of the holy grail for most business owners because you want to ensure that your base expenses, meaning like how much it costs you to actually run your business, that you could cover those without having to sell anything new. Okay. So last year we talked about sell once and kind of make money all the time. (laughs) Same sort of idea. We're going to link that episode up in the show notes for you below so that you can take a listen to that right after this one. So Grab your paper, grab your pen. So I'm going to go fairly quickly to talk about these seven different income streams. Now, again, there's lots. If you just Google, if you do some research, you're going to find a million ways to create a million dollar business and everything in between and even beyond that, right? So in my experience, having created multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, well, gosh, I think we're probably past a billion dollars in sales between myself, my teams, my clients, and all of the experience over more than two decades. So I'm here to tell you that this is not an opportunity for you to go, oh my gosh, like I don't have that or I don't have that. This is an opportunity for you to just expand your thinking and to expand your mindset and expand the possibility of maybe what you have been taught or understood or have been conditioned to accept as the limits of what your business can do. Okay, so let's set the stage there. And with that, let's dive in. So we're going to go through seven different uh, income stream opportunities. 
And then you decide for yourself, does it make sense for you or not? Because I can't decide. You're the judge of your business. You're the boss of you. And so make sure that you properly assess what it is like. And I think we actually might have an episode. If we do, we'll link it up below in terms of like, how do you gauge investments for your business and how do you assess the the results that you're looking for? Okay. So with that being said, I'm looking over because I need to check on my notes here. Number one, income stream number one that uh, everybody across the board could and should be utilizing, whether you are a business owner or not, but chances are, if you're listening right now, you are the person that owns the business, you are selling for your business, you sell the best for your business, even if you have sales teams, because it is you, your baby, your idea, and you have the most passion for the products and services that you have created. So number one is affiliate income. Now, before you go rolling your eyes, I know it can feel really spammy sometimes because people are pushing things that they don't ever believe in. Today's episode is going to be an example of how I'm going to actually give you an opportunity to learn about a way to increase your recurring revenue with somebody that I have partnered with and who has been a mentor to me in the past, Stu McLaren, who is a genius at recurring revenue. So I will give you more details and you'll find links in the show notes below for some free resources, right? But affiliate income, whether you are products or service-based, is an amazing way for you to provide recommendations, things that you know, you love, you trust, you use, and that you have experience with so that you can recommend them to your friends, your family, and to your clients. Now, what am I talking about? So for me, I'll give you some examples, okay? So as an online business owner, a lot of my clients come and ask me for recommendations and referrals for different products and services. Now, if you're interested in having you know, a list of my business checklist, send me a message over on the Instagrams. I usually reserve those for uh, private clients and it has like a list of all the different systems and tools that we use and at what stage. Send me a message over on Instagram at Susan McVeigh, and I will be sure to share that with you. Uh, just let me know that you came through my podcast and I will send that over your way. So when you have certain things that you know and love, so in the early stages of my business, I use ConvertKit all the time for my email marketing. Now we have since moved on to a few other options that I provide to clients, but I still recommend ConvertKit and I have tutorials to help clients and affiliates that sign up under me for that particular program. We use a system called New Zendler for our uh, learning management system. So for all of our uh, courses, our client work that gets housed into a private membership portal, that's where we put it, right? And so again, I have recommendations for clients. And so we'll link up a couple of those below for you so that you can go and check them out. So you can kind of see what I'm talking about, but depending on where you live in the world, you're going to need to disclose that you have an affiliate relationship. I live in Canada. So in Canada, we are not as strict in terms of disclosures, but typically I do. So everything that I recommend, there is an opportunity, depending on the type of link that you're clicking, that at no expense to you, you are going to be able to support not only me as a recommender, but also the business that you might be joining up through, like whatever you purchase, um, as a result of me introducing you to them. Okay, so sometimes these are called referral fees or partner programs, affiliates. So just about 
every place in the world, for the most part, except for like really, really wee small businesses, and even then they may have something informally drawn up, it never hurts to ask. So if you have a local coffee shop or a retail store, you may want to ask, do you have a loyalty program? Do you have something that if I was recommending uh, friends and family to you that I would be able to benefit from that? We had a wine club subscription uh, when we lived just outside of Vancouver, and they had an affiliate program. So the friend that signed us up got a little bonus, and I think we might have gotten a bonus as well for signing up under her, um, just like a, a special thank you, but she definitely got one, right? And so she introduced us to the company, and as a result, she got paid. And when we introduced other people, we got paid. So that's what I'm talking about. Now, depending on the nature of the types of products and services, so I love recommending software, which side note is going to be one of our income streams at the very end, because when you typically sign up for software, so iTunes has uh, an affiliate program. Did you know that? So that when you're recommending different things on iTunes, then you're going to potentially get paid from it. When you refer people to Target, like, oh, I bought that and I bought it on Target. I bought it on Amazon. If you send them your affiliate link, then you could get paid for what they purchase. Now, when you're thinking about things that people are going to be buying all the time, monthly subscription-based, then this is the reason why for me, affiliate income is great because you may be recommending or maybe you have a video or something that you've put out and every month you just recommend it again right? And, or people are watching that video. And so it is going to generate you recurring revenue. Now, sometimes people also put direct sales or network marketing in this affiliate kind of bucket. So you definitely could include that because it's more of a residual income, meaning that as you have sold things to people, and as you get people to join your team, you know, sign up builders underneath you or uh, business individuals, depending on which type of organization that you're in, it's going to be labeled a little bit differently. But as they go out and sell in the market and sign up people and get people to just buy the products and services, then you're going to get residual income. Okay, so it's kind of similar to that affiliate marketing sort of idea. So affiliate marketing is number one recurring revenue opportunity. Okay, you can affiliate for other people's products and get paid, especially if they're on payment plans and things, subscription models, then you're going to get paid every single time they get paid too. Okay, number two. Number two is templates. Templates slash bundles, because sometimes they're also kind of grouped together. So templates are great because if you have a business where you could create something that people could use every single month, menu plans are a great example of this, um, email swipes, sales page copy swipes, um, graphic design, anything where it is labor intensive for people to start from scratch. Okay, so templates are a great way for people to be able to have access to your expertise, your gifts, your uh, brilliance at a much, much lower cost than if they were having to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. So this is particularly great in order to productize your service. 
Okay. And we've, I think we have an episode that we've talked about that before. If we do, we'll link it up in the show notes below for you. But as a service provider, oftentimes you're trading time for money. Even if you're working within the constraints of a higher end or premium price package, which is my preferred method to work with my clients and have them work with their clients, right? Is that you're going to go into an outcome-based or transformation-based results-oriented sort of container, as opposed to I'm going to charge you by the hour, by the minute, like a lot of traditional services do, like professional services, like accountants and lawyers and, and those sorts of um professions, right? So when we are being kind of nickel and dime for our time, then our time becomes much more valuable. And at the same time, we don't have as much of it to give because it's non-renewable, meaning once the time is gone, it's gone. So how do you replicate your time and how do you duplicate yourself without doing both? <laughs> right? Essentially, you, you, you can't clone yourself yet as far as I know. So when you're able to take parts of what you do for clients and productize them through the use of templates, it makes it a lot easier for clients to get access to that piece of what you do in a way that's much more accessible, but that holds tremendous value, right? And so as an example, I've had clients in the past ask for swipe templates for different uh, ways to connect with people, right? Like conversation starters and how do you address certain types of responses? How do you pitch uh, certain types of um, opportunities? So if they had even access to a small bundle of those templates every single month, and I just gave them new ones every single month, that would be a way for me to create an additional income stream with recurring revenue solely focused on one particular area that would help create uh, solution, right, for a problem that they're looking at. So one of the things in my own uh, world that I have purchased from, so I want you to think, what do you buy and what do you find value in? How could you turn this around and have it be an income stream for yourself? So one of the uh, revenue or, or income streams that I contributed to, meaning like I was the client and the customer for a while were email templates. I just got five swipes of emails that got sent to me. And at the time in my business, I believed that I was not very good at writing emails. Now, I know that that's not true because I've been writing since I was seven years old and have been honing the craft of uh, writing and editing and actually writing for other people and editing for other people, even as a business. But I didn't really clue that in when I started having to do this for my own business and thinking about copy in a very specific and strategic way. So I purchased these every single month. They just came by email, so it was very meta, right? Email swipes sent by email, that was it, with a little bit of strategy of here's the example of when I use this, here's how it worked, here's why it works so well, and here's how you might be able to apply this in your business. So super simple business model for a recurring revenue. Now, based off of what he shared in his emails, I know that this easily became a five-figure-a-month revenue stream for him. He was an email copywriter. And so, again, he had to trade his time for money in order to write copy for others, like one-on-one, -on -one, one piece at a time. And in order to productize that service, he decided to create templates. Worked brilliantly, okay? And he still has that to this day, and it's just growing and growing and growing and growing. And it has become a very lucrative income stream for this particular business. That's number two, right? Templates. 
Okay. I had a client where I recommended that they create Canva templates because they had created so many different Canva uh, images that I said, if you already have them, I mean, you might as well sell the sawdust and here's the thing that you already created for your own business. Just go ahead and bundle them as templates and then sell them. Now, she only sold them as a one-time shot, but very easily could have been adding more and more templates behind the scenes and then created a recurring revenue stream from that particular idea. And guess what? There are tons of Canva template memberships and recurring revenue opportunities out there. If you just Google it, you'll see lots of examples out there for graphic designers and other people who have an eye for design and creativity that have been able to implement this in their own business or have this be their entire business, which is amazing. Number three, number three is high-end programs. Now I'm sure you're thinking, wait, this is supposed to be about recurring revenue. So how does that work if my high-end program is only for a set period of time? It's not going to continue to recur over and over and over again, but could it? So I know that there are quite a number of uh, well-known coaches, consultants out there, and we'll talk about consulting separately because there is a different way to spin this for, for you as a, an expert service provider that may be providing consulting services. So if you have higher end programs and services in particular, you can create a, a baseline where there is no paid in full. Now, I personally, I like having money upfront because from an accounting perspective, money today is worth more than money tomorrow. That being said, if you want to just make sure that you can account for your money and it's much easier for you to just onboard clients and just have it going through all the time. If you created a signature program where the only payment option was a recurring payment option, then you have automatically created an income stream that is very, very consistent and stable. Now, obviously for something like this, where you may be providing the service for only a set period of time, there is always the risk that there may be defalcation, like default on your payments, meaning people will not continue to pay beyond the time frame of your program. So if your program is 12 weeks long, but you're allowing for 12 months worth of payments, then you have to account for the rest. And that's typically why with payment plans, there is a finance charge or there is a little bit extra, right? Sometimes people like calling it a poor tax. I hate using that term because I don't really think that that's what most business owners are doing. They're trying to account for the extra administration, the extra cost, the extra runaround, and yes, the extra risk because not everybody completes payments when there's payment plans. Things go awry even if you plan to complete your payment because your credit card could expire, you could move, like there could be all kinds of things that create a bump with how your payment was originally set up, okay? But something for you to consider, especially if you are selling only a premium priced programs, offers, packages, and you're thinking about how do you level out your payments so that you're not incurring this huge spike every time that you are launching, right? And then being able to account for your day-to-day -day expenses and to have some consistent level of income so that you don't 
had this like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm about to run out. I'm about to run out. I'm going to have to go and launch because I'm going to tell you, I see a lot of that happening in the market. And I can tell when people are doing it because they don't know how to properly align and allocate their money. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Uh, because with my background in finance, I probably know uh, more than I need to about how people manage or mismanage their money and their finances as entrepreneurs. So while it's not necessarily a brand new income stream, it is a new way of looking at how you're bringing in revenue such that it allows you to create more consistency and maybe to better support how you feel about making payments, receiving payments, and being able to manage the money flow in your business. Okay, so I wanted to throw that in there. This The number four is very similar, but it's probably more geared towards consultants, I'd say. However, having said that, you could definitely think about how you could do this in your own business and apply this for yourself. Number four are retainers. Okay. Now, again, typically we think of this for more higher end professional services, coaching, consulting, the likes of that, right? So lawyers, accountants, um, certain types of high end expertise where you need to have somebody on retainer. Now, what I want you to think about is if you do provide a higher level of expertise and service, is there a way for you to kind of allow you to be in somebody's back pocket for a much, much lower cost or investment than they would have to pay if they had set things that needed to be done? Does that make sense? So it's kind of like on-demand, on-demand coaching or on-demand questions It is where somebody can, you know, come in and ask. Now, you will need to monitor this because you don't want to scope creep, right? Or service creep. You don't want things to go so haywire that you are not making any money off of this. That is not the point. But if you aren't currently offering, whether it's an upsell, a cross-sell, or a side-sell, meaning like it is... Um, You've already finished your initial engagement, your initial deliverable, your initial package or program, and there's a way for you to provide ongoing support at a lesser level, meaning the intensity of what you've just created is completed, right? It's complete, it's done, it's whole. But perhaps they, as they implement, as they keep going through, there may be some additional questions that come up that they're going to want to have you on speed dial, on speed email, on Voxer, on WhatsApp, whatever is the method in order to make sure that they feel like I got this, right? I know what I'm doing. And if I had the odd question here and there, it's going to be much more feasible than having to book a block of your time, an hour, two hours, three hours, a whole day, right? And for you, it's going to give you the certainty of knowing that, hey, I've just worked with an amazing client and I want to be able to support them on an ongoing capacity, but it's not going to need as much handholding or as much of my time and support and focus as it did initially. So retainers, I think, are a wonderful way to be able to extend the relationship with clients and do it in a way that also allows you to meet your needs for recurring revenue right? That baseline of income to satisfy your expenses, your needs, so that you're able to then think about being more creative or really just address your energetic component for what it's like to launch and create and sell new products, new services that sometimes we get into the habit of doing. Okay. Again, another topic for another day, because we're not going to talk about the whole, you know, squirrel syndrome that as entrepreneurs, we often have. So that's number four. 
retainers. Number five is subscription boxes, products, okay? So Dollar Shave Club, um, there's a lot of craft boxes and self-care boxes, especially through the last couple of years that have just like poof, ballooned. Now, there are definitely some logistical things that you need to think about if you want to add on some kind of a product-based box that people would then pay for on an ongoing basis. So I'll give you an example of something that um, we were gifted through my kids, actually a few years back. Um, I think it was called the Crate Box. So it was a subscription. You could purchase one month just to try it. You could do three months a six month, I think a nine month and maybe a 12 month. Okay. Don't quote me on that. It may, they may have changed it since then, but each of my kids got one from my sister as a Christmas present one year and they loved it. So every month, a new box would come with a specific activity, all of the, the materials that were needed for whether it's, it was a science experiment or a craft experiment, whatever it was that they needed to do with the instructions, the materials, all neatly in a box, and it came in the mail. Okay, so it was a box of products that were delivered based off of a very specific intention and purpose and focus and an area of interest. Now, if you already have a service-based business, perhaps you could add products on to complement, okay? If you have a product-based business, perhaps you can add on a service component to support the products that you've just sent out. At the end of the day, having a box subscription or a box membership or a box that goes out every single month is an amazing way to not only build uh, rapport and relationship with your community, the people that you love and adore and that you want to buy from you. But it's also a, an amazing way for other people because who gets mail anymore, right? Everything is so electronic and so computerized that I know even just being able to get any kind of mail in the regular postie is unusual. It's like a little treat. So I have seen Things for socks, things for, gosh, soaps, different lotions and potions, um, things for the healthcare person, things for our dog and our pets, things for uh, crafting, things for kids, things for adults, like you name it, just Google the different options. And what I would consider for this is if this is an area where you're like, oh, gosh, I would love to do this, that you really need to think about your the, the cost of everything but pick something that you genuinely are interested in. Would you love to get that box? Because I can't imagine, you know, having to source and package and bundle all of that for something that you have no interest in. <laughs> that would be kind of torturous every single month, right? Because it's on a recurring revenue basis. So pick something that you yourself would love to get your hands on, that you would love to pick the items going in to that box. And those are the ones that I have seen work the best. The ones that have stood the, the, the test of time, the ones that have really made the biggest difference in the market, and the ones that have made the biggest difference to the people who are buying. And as a result, the income stream that they have created. So there are tons of million dollar plus box revenue, revenue, uh, recurring revenue opportunities, like tons of them. 
more than you would think. Because I know that a lot of times you think that because of all the work involved and, and um, overhead and blah, 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 shipping costs, that it's a pretty lean business and it can be, but I have seen and heard and connected with a lot of business owners that run subscription boxes that are well over seven figures. And it can happen way faster than if you are running a professional service-based business. And it can be an excellent complement if you already have a successful business in services to add on a product base, or like I had said, if you already have a product-based subscription box to add on one of these other service components that would then increase the ability for you to make more money with your existing client base. So that one is number five. Number six, we're getting close to the end. Number six is maintenance or warranty opportunities. So I threw this in, even though it probably won't apply to most of you. Um, if you're listening right now and you're like, I have no idea how I would use this. So in the off chance that you are selling something that it requires some kind of a warranty, a guarantee, some kind of maintenance. So if you're in home services, this definitely would apply to you. And the reason why I think about this is because it is springtime here at the time of this recording. And right now we just had our lawn guy come again. I talked about this last year where he basically upsold my husband into this whole meal deal. Now, they don't have this, but they could easily add this on as a recurring revenue opportunity, easily add this on. And because of the size of their business, they would, I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't add an additional six-figure revenue stream just by doing this. And that is by adding a maintenance package. Like, they do not offer this. Right now, they are a lawn care um, business, meaning they come in and they do like some intensive stuff and it's bundled together as a package. But what if they came and did something kind of every single month or every single quarter, right? And instead of it just being like one and done, we actually signed up for something where on a maintenance plan, they did something every single month, which means that maybe at the end of the year, we have to do a little bit less. So in total, we would pay more, but it would be less than if we just did that one thing over and over and over and over again. Does that make sense? So it increases the opportunity for the business to raise their revenues and to have more steady income than just really at springtime. Because that's the only time that we ever see them is spring. <laughs> so they have this whole flurry of activity now, it may or may not work with their uh, business model. I will say that. But when I think about it from the perspective of we live in a very temperate sort of climate area, which means that there's things to do in our yard and in our garden and for the, the lawn, probably for most of the year, there's something that could be done. What could be done? I have no idea because that's not my area of expertise. But I know that there is an opportunity for they, them to make money all year round. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. If you have something where you could put clients on maintenance, so uh, website designers might fit into this category as well, right? Where you just put something on and it could kind of overlap with the whole retainer uh, idea, but maintenance is really about, uh, can you do like 
website backups and maintenance offers on whatever is required, like updating plugins and things. I had one of my team members um, kind of doing this kind of work and it works brilliantly because that's really a dedicated time and focus area. And it requires probably a little bit higher level of expertise than just pick my brain sort of idea, right? Because you're going in and you're actively doing this. Now, you don't have to do this. You could hire other people to do this as well. So it, it provides a lot of scalability. So warranties are for things where you have purchased your phone from the store, right? You have purchased something and you want to make sure that you're going to have access to that for a longer period of time should something go wrong. So if you are a product-based business, looking at ways to put warranties and you pay, you pay for that. You pay for a warranty. That's an additional income stream. Um, and yes, there's always a risk. And so you're going to need to do some research on how this might fit into your business model. But warranties is a great way to create recurring revenue because people pay for that level of insurance. It's kind of like an insurance product, right? That peace of mind of knowing that as long as I paid for the term that I'm covering myself for, then I'm going to be able to make sure that whatever I was promised and guaranteed as part of that warranty is going to be taken care of. Last but not least, software. So software, if you have any type of existing business or maybe you don't have a business right now and you're trying to figure out what could I create? Whether it's an app, whether it's a tool, whether it's an actual like coded software, um, a system, if you can get people to use something that will help improve their life and solve a problem, not just once, but it's required to gain access to your tool in order to do it over and over and over again. So as an example, as for me, in order to host this podcast, I use a podcast hosting service. That is a software. Okay. So there are tons of different examples of software opportunities or things are, that are like a software. So whether it's a CRM or a customer relationship management tool, your email service provider, um, calculators, different apps, different things that would track things for you. So if you had a, a, a digital tracker, all of these could be thought of as software or a tool system, a digital tool system that will allow people, if they had ongoing access to it, which they pay with a recurring revenue to you as an income stream, that could be a nice complement to something that you already have. Okay. So whew, that was a big list. I hope that got your juices going in terms of things and opportunities for you to add even more income to your already successful and growing business, I'm going to caution you though, do not do all of these at once and do not do any of these until you already have something that is fruitful and productive and is being op like maximized, optimized, sorry, optimized versus maximized. Because too often what we do is we go for, we go for the wall, right? Like we're just like, go for gold. And we try to do all things all at the same time. And that is the fastest way for you to fail. So if you already have success in an area of your business and you're looking for additional income streams, I highly recommend that you consider one of the options that we discussed. Now, there's again, there's going to be some resources down below for you that will help you, especially if you're thinking about recurring revenues. 
memberships is a fantastic way. And really, in essence, all of these lend nicely to memberships for the most part, right? Not all of them, but for the most part, a lot of these would follow like a membership model. Again, we're going to talk about, uh, or we'll link up below last year's episode that talked a little bit more specifically about memberships in case that kind of sparks your attention. But there's some resources that we're going to link up below. Those are not my resources. Those are going to be from my go-to guy, Sue McLaren, who I love and adore and has been phenomenal in the world of memberships, recurring revenue as a membership um, opportunity, and to be able to help guide you through his once a year workshop that's coming up on April 21st, 2022. Okay, so depending on when you're listening to this recording, you may or may not have the opportunity to catch him live. I highly recommend if you are listening to this right now, and it is before April 21st, 2022, that you hop in and you participate in that free live workshop. If nothing else, that workshop series will allow you to see how you could use memberships as a recurring revenue model for yourself. And out of the seven that I've talked about, so many of these could fit into a recurring revenue membership opportunity. So I hope this was helpful. Again, if you want to know some of my recommended tools and resources, send me a message over on the at Instagram. That sounded funny. At Susan McVay, Susan McVay over on Instagram. Send me a message and I'd be happy to send you over that resource. If you want more in-depth income stream potential, we have resources galore, trainings, hours upon hours of training, but more importantly, access to me to ask what might work the best for you inside of Sales Mastery Society. So go to salesmasterysociety.com and you'll be able to just dive right in to, gosh, more than 100 hours, fully searchable content so that you're going to be able to find the solution, the answers that you're waiting for in order to help you optimize your business and get better results without having to spend more time. If you are looking for specific one-on-one help, I invite you to apply to work with me inside of my accelerator, where we optimize your wealth by looking at how you operate, what is the best opportunities for you, and to create alignment with what is going on outside of you, with what's going on inside of you, and to make sure that you are living your dream life, the one that is uniquely created for you. Okay. Thanks so much. I hope this was helpful and we will talk to you on the next episode. See you there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.